Greetings everyone, this is Tom. As I'm sure you are aware, Shared Sagas is part of the D20 radio network of shows. And this week, I wanted to give a shout out to one of the other great shows on our wonderful network. And that is The Forge, a Genesis RPG podcast. Now, if you like the sound of the narrative dice system that the Star Wars role-playing game uses in this very campaign we are currently running, you need to check out The Forge, as it is all about the setting-neutral universal version of that system, the Genesis role-playing game. The Forge aims to help both game masters and players build custom content and new material that will allow everyone at the gaming table to create the settings of their dreams. So please go ahead and check them out, and now on with the episode. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session six of our Star Wars campaign. My name is Tom. I will be your friendly GM as per usual. Let us go around the table and meet our players for today. You. The attractive brunette to my left. I'm playing food. What's <laughs> <laughs> about to say? I'm on your right, Tom. <laughs> good, very good. My wife. We <laughs> <laughs> banned that many years ago. Uh, I am Nadia. I'm playing Nissa L. Erdame, going by L. She is a Norselin colonist doctor. Great. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Garthen Boone, a human Corellian pilot and mechanic. Okay. I'm Nick. I'm playing V, a stoic Mandalorian bounty hunter. Who is also a droid. You can't prove that. <laughs> you. Hi, I'm Mark. I am playing Nanya Crendo, a Keldor scoundrel. Who is also a force user. No, no, Tom. <laughs> Just out the people. Stop railroading us! <laughs> my character development is my own. He's lucky, Tom. Extremely And very quick lucky. on the draw. <laughs> Very good. And you. Very good, sir. Yep. <laughs> Hi. You too. Fucking I have to separate hey, you two. Hey, hey, hey. No, you don't. We're, we pers- just we're, we're adults. And Go Santa. to the contemplation <laughs> corner. <laughs> we just sit here and share duck memes. Do you guys know the zones of regulation? Because you're both in the yellow zone right now. And I need to be back into the green zone. Are you saying that we're heading towards the danger zone? The red zone, perhaps. <laughs> We're going to pause for three seconds, and then all Sam's this is going to cut, and then it's all going to cut. All of it. We're going to pause for three seconds, and then Sam's going to go. Ready? Hi, I'm Sam. I play Nula Minervan, a Jedi mystic. Well, uh-huh. not quite Jedi. Who's human? He's human. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so when last we left our group, the crew of the now. One thing I want to make clear, because there's been two names bandied about, and as you've finally got access to your ship, you need to settle on whether it's going to be the Crimson Magpie or the Scarlet Magpie. Ooh. We've got some helpful swatches. (laughs) Now, do we like burnt umber? I like both the colours. I don't like the bird. 
It's I've one struck the fear bird. in the hearts of people because we'll swoop them <laughs> and, then, and then go I'm back again. But only in September. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a dead scarlet magpie, and also for continuity's sake, that's what we refer to it in the first podcast. Yeah, mm. that true. is true. Okay. Okay. Crimson and scarlet are both good in my books. Mm. Great. So scarlet magpie it is. Heck yeah. <laughs> so scarlet magpie is going to be my next uh, character in a neo noir thriller. She's going to be the femme fatale. Nice. <laughs> Just walks in, smoking a long cigarette from a holder. Still shiny things. Yeah, still shiny things. I can't help it. I'm just bored. No, no. My husband pays me no attention. I was sitting in my office. A tall woman walked past. I knew she was tall. My office is on the fifth floor. All right, then. So let's... Okay. So as we left off last session, you had just left the Isotech offices in the wheel, of course. The yes. large independent uh, trading and <laughs> gambling entertainment space station in the, in towards the towards the outer rim. And you were actually just about to make your way down to see, I guess, uh, inspect properly your ship for the first time. Your new ship, which of course is being Star Wars, being Edge of the Empire, is a YT-1300 light freighter. Just like the Millennium Falcon, for those that are not Star Wars nerds and don't know all the different ship types. So, yours, however, is called the Scarlet... Magpie. The reason being is because, of course, that while originally sort of a greyish dark colour, it now also has uh, a lot of rust all over it, <laughs> giving the um, sort of grey and lighter portions a sort of a, a sort of a scarlet hue. Uh, so you make your way down, and the most important thing to note is that first of all. This section of the landing bay is not particularly busy. Uh, most of the repair droids and so forth have made their, uh, have, have made their exit after finishing said repairs. And you can see proudly standing there in its little corner of the hanging bay, your, pr- your wonderful new home. Yes. There's a moment when Nula looks at Garth and goes, it's okay. It's okay to cry. <laughs> it's not on fire anymore. And actually, surprisingly, the repairs look pretty damn neat. Like, this is not mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it is not a scrappy... scrap. I mean, it's rusted, yes. It's literally <laughs> rusted, Tom. Yeah. It's space, rusted. despite the lack of oxygen. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Somehow it managed it, and that's what makes it special. It hung out next to a swamp for a while. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. I hung out at Dagobah for a long, long time. Um, so, but yeah, you can see definitely that it is, in fact, uh, nice and, well, you know, fully repaired. It's still a bit rusted, and there are some scratches on the outside, but no longer on fire. You can just see that small spider-legged you know, sort of eight-legged sort of mechanical repair droid uh, scuttling about, just kind of like touching up little cracks here and there, but it's mostly done. I'm worried by how often you mention that it's not on fire. <laughs> I literally, every time you mention this ship, you go, right out now, <laughs> oh, sorry. not on fire. <laughs> Which seems to imply yes. that in the past, when I wasn't here, yes. Yes. it was Often on fire. Maybe one of you could mention that because that, that, were, that in fact was in a thing. Space. Yeah. Inside <laughs> no, no, no. the hangar. Inside the hangar. Inside the we hangar. haven't seen it in space yet, which yes. is also worrying. So I thought on a first date, mentioning straight up that you're not a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm not accountable. It Good, was, but why? It, it was one of the times where I actually agreed with Keldor about the toxicity of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> It'll kill you, I tell you. It will. Can I, uh, no one slightly more relevant plot based question? Is this your ship? It is not my ship. It is okay. something that has been provided to all of us. Okay, good to know mm. from a character hey, standpoint. Hey. Yeah. It's our yeah. ship. <laughs> I'm curious about uh, whether or not Garthen is going to be, you know, actually 
um, pleased at what it currently looks like or if you still I, be really snobbish about it. It's it's good to either cry in joy or in whatever this is, I'm, she says, gesturing at the ship. <laughs> I'm holding on to judgment until I see and, more importantly, fly this thing. Indeed. Actually, here's the thing. Isn't there a droid supposed to be here? Yes. No. Sorry. First of all, yes, Mark? Speaking of things that are supposed to be here, do you want to roll the dark side, light side points? Hey! Oh, yes, we will do Thank that. Thank you for that segue. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Okay, everybody roll their force die. Let us select the, the destiny points for this session. If I roll two dark side points, I'm going to scream for the next ten minutes. I don't think I've rolled a light side point in, like, three sessions. Oh! Yes! yes. You and you? Dabs. Beow, beow, beow. <laughs> For the audio podcast, I'm waiting. Sam just I'm, I'm waiting for everyone to finish, <laughs> and I'm, then have. I'm going to go. <gasps> <coughs> I'm going to have, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get a piece of paper, and I'm just going to start writing down on it everything that has been banned. Dabbing is going to be the first one. I thought my, so my wife would be the My first. wife, that's number two. <laughs> As a teacher, that's good pedagogical practice. Oh, dark side point. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go clockwise. Uh, what did you get, Nadia? Dark side point. One? Yes. Could be worse, Ben. Yeah, put me down for a dark side point. Okay, I will. Light side. Yay. Very good. Don't think I've rolled a dark side yet. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I shouldn't have taken a bite of my mother. <laughs> Take one dark side point for taking a bite of my <laughs> Two light side points. Two light side points, Mark? Thank nice. you. Four scissors bringing it home. It's two light side points. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. Hey. There we go. I'm a lucky user. So just to recap. <laughs> so just to recap really quickly. Uh, at the just uh, on some basic information from last session, you have in your position. Fuck me. You have. <clears throat> you have in your possession the pod, the pod that was retrieved that yes. has information. Yes. You also have a data chip which has the information that Isotech, particularly Rome, the head of Isotech, has already managed to extract from the pod in order to, you know, be aware of the situation and actually give you this mission. So if you want to, effectively, the cliff notes, you can just look at the data pad. Um, sorry, the data stick, I should say. Um, but if you wanted to try to hack further into the pod, because don't forget, oftentimes pods are encrypted with lots of extra information, sometimes encrypted information. Anybody that's very skilled in computers might want to sort of delve further, and that's an option for you. It'll take time, though. But also, very importantly, as it currently stands, you've got about seven hours to kill because IT3PO is being delivered by Rome's sister, Shira, and she has not yet arrived at the station. So you met IT3PO very, very briefly in your first session when you, he was the one that actually introduced you to the ship, mm. if you recall. He ah. was the, the sort of the sky blue metallic protocol droid that mm. was o- overly being called. IT3PO. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yes. He insisted on being called his full name. It's going to blow up our whole situation. And yes, so that's that's who it is. He obviously works for Isotech, uh, but not is not always on the wheel. However, uh, because of the fact that he used to be connected to or the, the, the property of Captain Rel Hassel, who is the captain of the Sarna Law, Mm-hmm. He is being brought in, and he still is. He still is the now the property of Isotech. Uh, he is being brought in to effectively now help you on this on this mission. To mm-hmm. just once again, just to recap, 
to locate the resting place, or more likely the crash site perhaps, of the Sar Nalor, a former separatist banking frigate that had a whole bunch of very, very expensive tech on it that mm. you... Medical in nature. Medical in, and, and also just, just riches. You know, it was loaded up with a whole bunch of valuable stuff to escape at the end of the Clone Wars to, you know, set up shop and do some black market was trading. Was not something in the engines as well that we were looking for? There's uh, technology all over that we yeah. actually... Um, <laughs> There's technology all up in this bitch. Yes, but... Yes. Uh, but yes, for the things that we were able to bring back intact, we stand to gain considerable... Yes. So, anyway, point is, as we open our scene today, as we begin our adventure proper, we see the five of you standing there in a largely empty hangar bay, looking at your ship. The gangplank is down, the spider droid mechanic is just kind of scuttling about on the edge of one of the turbo exhausts, just kind of fixing up a few last-minute repairs, but it's mostly done. What do you do? I look around nervously. I am checking the ship from stem to so you walk in? Okay. So, uh, we are going to be using this little handy handy dandy uh, map. We have a floor plan of your ship. Uh. Anybody listening at home, of course, can just, you know, Google the <laughs> Google the floor plan for a YT-1300. They're all pretty much the same as far as their... You know, the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon. The Ebon Hawk. It's Is amazing there... how, PC, how many PC ships look like that. Is there a best bunk? In this whole situation? Ooh. I don't think so. There's crew quarters, which is uh, three bed, uh, three beds and a dead womper. Three bunk beds, yes. And a dead womper. And a dead womper, yeah. Uh, okay. No, it, there's not actually a dead womper. That's that's from... It, for those that are womper wondering, right. we I have the uh, Edge of the Empire beginner box, and I'm using the map uh, of the ship from that. Oh, okay. So... Okay, so yeah, so you walk so you, through your ship, I guess. You what do what do any of you do? Like what's the first place you go to to inspect? Obviously Garth. Engine room. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and give me a check to inspect the engines. Whatever you think that might be. Uh, probably mechanics. Is there a difficulty associated? Uh, I'm going to say that you're not under any particular time constraint, so I'm going to give you just a difficulty of one. Easy. Yeah. If possible, you could miss something, but I think you're familiar enough with just inspecting an engine. Three successes. Great. So it's good. It's been, it's been nicely augmented. It's yeah. been nicely modified. Uh, how modified are we talking here? Well, a couple of things, actually. First of all, uh, for the uh, ability of maneuverability, you are okay. going to have a blue die for any hard sort of maneuver checks with the ship. And also, with regards to the one house rule we're using, the snap roll, it counts as silhouette three. Oh. So you'll be able to actually use that as a reaction in a combat situation. Ooh. But also, just generally, it has been so aerodynamically modified... Uh, so that you will be getting a blue boost die for any kind of maneuver checks. So know? its handling is like one. Exactly so. Yeah. Right. Uh, cool. I will be checking out the med bay. I think that'll be my quarters as well as, you know, I just sleep on the actual, what is it called? The gurney? The gurney. Yeah. Yeah. There's for a bed over to the left here. Yeah, there's, there's tons of room. So, yeah. But I'm mostly just kind of like acquainted, becoming acquainted with kind of where everything is, um, if and how, also just checking how well stocked it is. If there's anything we're missing, if there's any great things that are there that I didn't expect. No, it, it actually looks like Isotech has gone all out and given you a fully stocked med bay. Oh hell yeah! They they are obviously very heavily invested in you doing this mission and completing it successfully. So 
That's great. <laughs> but yeah. no, so the med bay is actually very good. It's pristine. It's really well maintained. Uh, everything's in top notch. The latest medical devices. Yep, absolutely. In fact, to the point where it's been, it has been so well stocked by Isotech that you are going to get a blue uh, boost die for basically any healing checks that you do in your med bay. Nice. Is there a reduction of hard points uh, owing to the modifications? Usually an YT-1300 comes with six. Oh, that's a good point. So... Probably for reducing the silhouette and increasing the handling, I would say probably two. Yeah, two so yeah it's... it's, it's, it's I, I, I'd say that, so correct. Yeah, pardon me. Yeah, correct. So, uh, where does anyone else go? Just the bunk, I guess, maybe? Uh, maybe I, the gun turrets, if that's going to be your position. <laughs> I hang up my uh, hammock mm-hmm. in the cargo hold. Okay. Oh, mm. that's where I was going to go hang out. I mean, I just I sleep. I sleep in. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that's fine. No, that's that's totally cool. So you go to the cargo hold. You hang up your hanger. You have plenty of plastisil crates, which are all empty, obviously, for you to you know return with lots and lots of uh, salvage from this long abandoned ship. So all right um, then. So if no one else is doing anything in particular with the ship, yeah, I'll go down to I guess the other end of the cargo hold. I don't want to disturb you. <laughs> the other end of the cargo hold, the other side of the room. <laughs> Yeah, it looks yeah. like. I mean, based off the ship, the cargo hold. I'm holds drawing a line. I'm drawing a line down the middle of the cargo hold. Mm. Um, he draws into the, the corner. corner. <laughs> yeah, I'll set up like a little uh, meditation area there. Okay. And I'll also delineate just in the corner here. There uh-huh. it seems to be. I will draw a line on the floor for about about the size of what a cell essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, and then are there are there a bunch of steel um, like poles? Like, could I acquire some steel poles and things? Of course you could. Yeah, so I'll acquire some of those, and once we're out in space, I will... Presumably this opens up externally into space. It, it can do. Right. I will cold weld in a, a jail cell. Because once you expose <laughs> once you expose uh, metal in space, it just cold welds to other metal instantly. So, uh, just because the molecules... That's true. Yeah. In the vacuum of space, so I'll install, like, a little a rudimentary jail cell. Okay. Um, All I need to do is open, as long as it's vacuum sealed, I can do that one, so I'll I'll warn you before I do it. I'm not sure we agreed to a kink dungeon in our ship just yet. I will check. You're making a brig? Um, Yeah. Okay. Does anybody question what he's doing? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that could be a fun little character interaction. Yeah, absolutely. V, what are you doing? I'm constructing a holding cell. Oh, I thought it was a charging pod. Why? For holding. If I have bounties, it's best they're not just chained to a wall. Okay. People's arms get torn off that way. Right. This will serve both as a cage to keep people in and also my quarters. Your quarters? I have no need for a bunk bed. I will stay here. It is quiet and I have space. I mean, okay, but so you're not going to be staying in this brig you're making, right? Probably not. I will sit outside, but maybe inside. Staying inside gives me a better perspective for getting out of it, which is something I should be aware of. If there's anything you want to talk about, let me know, okay? If I understand my quarry and their perspective, it is easier to chase and catch. I mean, I guess. I'm no bounty hunter by any stretch, but... Evidently. But if you were (laughs) trying to... (laughs) But if you were trying to track down, say, a rogue force user, would it not be useful to put yourself in their perspective and act as they do? He's got you there. I... <sighs> Think about it. I will. No, he's he's, no he's suggesting you go to the dark side to see what it's like. <laughs> Garth, shut up. <laughs> so that was out of the game for your benefit. You just randomly pop up. He's like, oh, maybe you should think about it. No, shut up. Shut up, Garth. 
<laughs> hey, I'm not the one who suggested it. Uh, As you walk away, if you walk away, know thyself. I'll work on it. Work, walk away. Actually, I want to mm-hmm. check out Galley. Done. Yes. <laughs> it's all really nice. It's just a really well, well-made, well-maintained strip. You know, you 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 had your reservations when you first saw it on fire, but uh, no, everything. <laughs> There's that word again. Everything's actually looking pretty ship shape. So, as you're inspecting the ship, there is the well. I guess you you would have the gangplank down. I imagine would that be fair to say? Yes. Okay. Fantastic then. So, you are approached by two very sort of heavily, well, the ship is approached, I should say, by two very heavily armed uh, Gamorians who have a small object in their hand. And at first you think that it's a little bit suspicious, like it could be a, you know, a bomb or a thermal detonator or something like that, because they're holding it. The one on the right is holding it forward. For those that don't know, Gamorians are sort of the space orcs. Green piggy people. Green piggy people. The sort okay. of the space orcs with tusks and yeah, so forth. Yeah, yeah. Often used as hired muscle. They approach the ship. They're clearly, you know, uh, walking forward with intent. Uh, they stop, however, a good, you know, 20 meters from the ship and just kind of clear their throats loudly to whomever may be in the cargo hold. That's us. I'm in the galley. Well, wait, us then. If you're... <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm not here. I will walk out then. Okay, you walk out. So the one on the right just kind of, you know, look, looks you up and down and says, uh, we are looking for Nisa el Erdain. We have a message for her. Where is she? Wait here. Good. And I'll turn. Yeah. And I guess, being fairly logical, right stride right into the medical bay. Mm-hmm. Great. So, you, uh, the droid walks into the medical bay. Oh, uh, V, hello, can I help you? <laughs> Probably not. No, not in the long run. But there are two... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Accurate. Accurate. Well, she does other stuff besides medicine. Like... It's a conversation we'll have at some point. But that's how he answers. He's just very direct like that. Mm-hmm. But perhaps I can help you. There are two Gamorians here who wish to speak to you. Did they state what they were after? A message for you to be delivered. I would not trust them. Go talk to them. I will cover you. She kind of looks around like she's looking for a way out. <laughs> I'm standing right in the doorway. <laughs> uh, she's kind of going to like radio Garthen mm-hmm. and just say, if we needed to leave very quickly, is how quickly would that take we would just have to lift the gangplank up. This ship is ready to go. Do we need to leave an hour? Possibly. We're... Stand by. I'll head to... Uh, now might be an excellent time to check out the guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no! <laughs> so, <laughs> the Gamorreans just look up as they see the turret gun of the ship. Just sort of, <laughs> just sort of point in their general direction. They seem unfazed. Uh, so she'll go down to meet them after strapping on her vibro sword and I was going to say phaser I'm going to be in so much trouble um, <laughs> <laughs> after you yelled at us earlier yeah it's the phaser like what Dark Vader uses <laughs> alright the we... <laughs> light blaster is so angry stop it the, yes so vibro sword and light blaster pistol in at, hand at her nope at her hips okay but ready so she goes down to meet them okay great so just to be clear they're both in what you would suggest is sort of medium armor which is more than you normally see people getting about with right and they definitely both have got very large vibro axes strapped to their backs and heavy blasters at their side uh, one of them in fact does have a bandolier of what appears to be a couple of small incendiary devices but they're not holding them threateningly they, they don't appear to be here with hostile intent although they they are certainly prepared for it. 
Yes. I will follow similarly behind Nissa. That's okay. Maybe five feet back. Perfect. That's fine. Yes. Uh, I will be up the gangplank in the shadows of the hold of the ship with my mm-hmm. sniper blaster. Okay. No, but ready for a signal or even a uh, something that appears like it could be a signal. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm in the galley. Is anyone? <laughs> You're just eating no. lunch. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just yeah. No. Nobody's just... nobody's told Nula what's going on, so she's just yep. like. I don't know, just having a chicken pot pie. Yeah, a chicken pot yeah, pie yeah. with the faded cantina music playing over the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like the Muzak version. Yeah, Muzak version yeah, of cantina. Yeah, yeah. All right, Elle, so you descend the gangplank and walk up to the two Gamorians. The one on the right, the one that is holding the device in its hand, in his hand, just kind of, you know, surreptitiously somewhat, uh, leans forward and says, Hello, you are looking well. We bring a message from Latala. She wants to meet you at the cantina whenever you have a moment, by which we mean now. So you know, Nadia, that Latala is the Twi'lek, who is your enemy, uh-huh. the gangster. Yes. The gangster that you have gambling debt to. Oh, no. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> she has found me, which is not amazing. From my knowledge of the situation... Okay, so I'm just going to say this to them. I'm just going to say, what's stopping me from getting in my ship and leaving right now? Okay. The Gamorian says, we were hoping that this would not be necessary, but this is. And he says, holding up the small device threateningly. Do I understand how this device works? It's a like a dead man's switch? No, not at all. It's actually a communicator. And he presses a button and all of a sudden you can see a holographic image. And it is of your mother. Shit. <laughs> she appears to have some binders and looks comfortable, but from what you can see, so, so think of it very much like the you know the Princess Leia, the, like the typical um, Star Wars holographic communication recorder, right? Yeah. It's a holographic blue transparent image of your mother sitting in like from from the looks of it, like a cell with binders on. Uh, I'm just gonna go. Ignorance is bliss, and he turns it off. Okay, I'm gonna say. Okay, uh, well, you have my attention. If you give me a few moments, I will be there. Are they hoping to physically escort me, or...? They are. I says, you best come with us now. The less time you have to plan anything, the better. Just a friendly chat. You need not be worried. Okay, she's actually just going to resign herself to this and go, okay then, and is basically just going to... If she can, like, surreptitiously like, switch her comms on to just dissent and constantly report what's happening rather than, like, speaking into it. She's hoping that there'll just be enough kind of, like, background information that you guys know what's going on. Um, and she allows herself to be es- escorted. Okay. So... Out of character. Yes. Do you want me to follow at a distance? I mean, yeah, I need help. Okay. Like, this is Because <laughs> V would, but does Nadia want me That's to... That's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I super need help. Yeah, well, please. V will just absolutely follow. Okay. Um, yeah. How's your stealth? No, I'm not. Not even as stealth. He's just going to walk behind. Okay, that's fine. So if you're not making any attempt at stealth, uh, one of the Gamorians looks around very furtively and seems very nervous. Uh, however, it doesn't appear like they're nervous about you at all. Yeah. And so they clearly see you and, and sort of even gives you a little sort of you know little nod of, of acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, obviously she's got. A bodyguard following. Yeah, right? I see you. You it's see not gonna, me. Yeah. Either either they don't care or they don't think it's going to make a difference. The point is that they have a job to do. That they're, they're going to do it. They're very matter of fact. Mm. Yes, I would like to make a stealth check. 
Oh, you can. Please, please do. Yes, I'm the decoy. I'm the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they're, they are rather alert right now. They seem to be highly mm. agitated. And yeah. you don't, once again, do not think it's about you. So you're going to go ahead and add a black die. Sure. And the general difficulty is just going to be two. Uh, make a stealth check. I'm adding a touch of fate with two blue die. Mm. I want to be sneaky, sneaky. Three successes, two advantages, two threat, one failure. So, so two successes, and that's it. No advantages. Okay. Well, two successes, two fight successes. That is very simple. You you easily manage to follow completely and utterly unobserved by the Gamorians, at least. I think it helps that they didn't know I was there to be. Like, they they like they can't look for me. No, that's... Yeah. Very true. Okay, so you make your way through uh, various sections of the hangar bay and of the hangar bay sort of level, and that is where you come upon the blasted asteroid cantina. So it's actually a cantina chain, okay? But it's and it's in various starports throughout the galaxy. So you know, think of it like, I don't know. It's almost like the Starbucks of uh, Star Wars cantinas because it's normally in sort of middle to upper class locations. It's normally pretty nice. It isn't quite like the Moss Eisley cantina. It looks internally, it looks much more like a nightclub. Is it like Olive Gardens of cantinas? Well, honestly, it, it looks much, very much like a low key nightclub. So it's quite dimly lit in here, except for the like the glowing plastic of the bar, and then each of the tables is luminescent. You know, and there's a a small dance floor but nobody's in there right now and there's a, a lot of sort of think of it like slow almost sort of trancey synth music that is playing right now and it is quite packed it's a large l-shaped area and you can see that the bartender is an enormous human in a flight suit. He looks to be about late fifties or so. A big sort of uh, thickly set fellow with sort of a sh- sort of short cropped grey hair. He very much looks like a large muscular uh, soldier, uh, and he's you know pouring out some drinks and seems to be actually relatively alone. There are no sort of wait staff or anything. You you come to the bar, get your drink, and go. And as soon as you walk in, you can see in a shadowy corner, Latala. And Latala is, as you, L, would know, but for those listening and for those that are not there right now, Latala is sort of a middle-aged, beautiful female Twi'lek. And she has got very, very dark orange skin. And her uh, head tails have got sort of a tiger stripe pattern on them and she sits there and gives you and flashes you a very welcoming smile as you approach she's dressed at the present time in a very very nice dark purple dress which is very sort of high necked uh, she's dressed like a noblewoman, basically it's the kind of dress that you know Padme Amidala would wear you know that sort of very formal very high neck conservative sort of situation uh, she's drinking something iridescent and red it looks like she's drinking lava or whatever the alcoholic beverage actually is and she's currently alone so the Gamorians escort you over to her table and she stands up and says oh El it is lovely to see you it has been too long. How long has it been? I wouldn't say too long, Latala. Please sit down. Can I offer to buy you a drink? It will not increase your debt significantly. No, <laughs> thank you. I might decline. Um, Straight to business. We, yes. Can we please get to the point? I understand that uh, you have my mother captive. Um, oh, yes, of course. Listen, I would not have escalated the situation like this except for the fact that I have recently come into some information which has put you back on my sensors very firmly. Rumors are spreading that you know the location of the Sanalur and have been hired to retrieve it. Well, 
as you say, they're rumors. Yes. Sorry to disappoint, Natalatala. <laughs> Let us not play games. Uh, I understand your employer is the absolute pinnacle of discretion. However, the Yeyar clan are less so. They are brutal scavengers, and they have found out about your involvement and Isotech's involvement about the location of the Sa'analua, and they have been, well, less than subtle in making their inquiries throughout the wheel. <laughs> they even tried to shake down one of my Gamorians. Can you believe it? Their screams will haunt me for several days. But the point is, I managed to get the information that it was not only Isotech, but that the mercenary crew they've hired to retrieve it are, in fact, yourselves. Assuming that ship can fly, of course. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to interfere with your plans at all. I just want you to make one small change to the mission. Rather than dropping off the supplies that you managed to retrieve I to Isotech, I simply want you to give them to me instead. Where is my mother? She is very safe on Coruscant right now. She was there on a medical trip. I know because I called for uh, a group of specialists. I know what her medical specialities are. I made sure that I required at least a dozen or so that had her exact speciality and she was one of the ten that came. Let's just say I do know the location and that that is my current quest, so to speak. Let's say. Let's say. What's to stop you from continuing to hold my mother captive and asking for more and more and more? I'm going to need some guarantees. Hmm. No. But thank you for asking. You're just going to have to trust me. I don't think that was ever an option, Latala. <laughs> well, you know that I don't like to get messy if I don't have to. I simply want the money. Now, your debt is, well, not insignificant, but compared to this particular haul is pretty insignificant. I would be very, very glad to... Uh, I'm sure that whatever you deliver to me, whatever you manage to salvage, assuming you find this ship, will more than cover your debt. You may even be able to keep a portion yourself. Who knows? We'll see what you get. So you're saying if I do this for you, you will wipe the slate clean? Absolutely. And let my mother go? 100%, yes. As you can imagine, I'm not the only person that has been tasked with this. How do you imagine I convince them to do this? Well, let's just say that I don't just represent myself. I represent my network, a network that Talco the Hutt is also a member of. Now, I am greedy and so have kept all of this to myself. But if they require convincing, I may have to bring in other interested parties. You do not mess with our network. Much as you may think you can get the edge over me, my employer is less forgiving than me and will be prepared to take steps that even I would blanch at. Well, it appears I have very little options. Let me speak to my crew and I'll let you know, but I think you have your answer. Excellent. And know that as a gesture of goodwill, I have ensured that the Imperial interests in your crew have been distracted for the time being. The Inquisitors have been led on a wild goose chase. You're welcome. And the Imperial Security Bureau agents, which are also present on the wheel, will definitely be <laughs> more concerned with the Rodians, with the Yiyar clan. I've managed to avoid them uh, falling into any information about yourselves. They, they think that the Yiyar clan are the ones that know where the Sa'analo are. And so they will hopefully bother each other, and not you. 
Well, that's something at least. You must know, however, I also bring to you a warning. You're welcome. Which is that Yavia is very focused on this particular vessel. It is something he personally has been hunting for years now. And he knows you're here. The Yeo clan, unfortunately, cannot be deterred because, frankly, they were the first to find out about this whole situation. So they will be your biggest problem. I suggest that you lay low and, in fact, leave as soon as you possibly can. That was the plan. Okay. She stands up and says, I'll be in touch. <laughs> Another gesture of goodwill. She And she hands forth an object to you. She tries to sort of palm it to you discreetly. What is it? It's a thermal detonator. Okay. You never know when one can come in handy. And you <sighs> are outgunned. And you are currently outgunned. I've had run-ins with the Yeo clan before. Well, okay. Uh, how do I get in touch with you? Oh, don't worry. When you return, I will hear of it. So you want us to meet you here? Oh, no, 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 no. I would like you to get into any space where you can communicate and send me a message. I will come in. I will come to you. Okay. Well, I'd say it was a pleasure, but we both know that that's not true. We'll be in touch. I hope so. She says and just sort of stares at you as you leave. The Gamorreans remain with her and you are free to leave the cantina and you do. Yep. I, yeah, guess I you... assume everybody's heard this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, the communicator's I've, been on. I've kind of come down from the uh, dorsal uh, gun port into the galley mm-hmm. and placed the communicator broadcasting that in front of you so we're both listening yeah. to it. So oh, that's I, cool. I basically like the idea of us all kind of meeting in the galley and me kind of rocking up and just being like, so you just heard a lot of information about my life. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, um, Nanya's not there because when they mentioned the huts, Nanya decided to stay behind a bit and see if he could reverse pickpocket, just like drop a little note in the person's pocket just to be like, hey, you're not as safe as you think you are. Oh, what so, did you want? so to, be, to be clear, you would like to try to reverse pickpocket uh, Latala? Yes. Okay. Oh. Just like drop, basically drop like a little calling card just to be like, sort of essentially just being like tag. At what point of this happening did you do that? Oh, not, not, not necessarily like while it was happening. Mm. I just want them to know that they're not always... As locked down as they think. As locked down and hey, as smart as they think they are. Look, it's a daring idea. I'll let you try oh. it. I would I would simply need to know oh. when you did it. That's all. Because oh. she's going to remain in the can- cantina for a while. So you probably have to sneak through the cantina uh, hiding in the crowds, Assassin's Creed style. Yeah. And then just try to do it that way. Yeah. Maybe even while she was having the conversation with Elle. I'll let you keep that stealth check from the Gamorrean. But if you're going to try to plant something on her, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a different check altogether. Is it Skullduggery? It's definitely Skullduggery. And uh-uh. I'm going to flip a destiny point so that you are going to have two purple and one red. Can I also flip a destiny point? <laughs> Actually, yes. You you upgrade your... You can upgrade one of your... Green? Green, green. to a yellow, for sure. Oh. Hell yeah, that's two yellow, two green. Fight <laughs> fire with fire. Uh, so it just makes a bigger fire, Tom. So to be clear, you're using a destiny point to do that? Yes, please. That's fine. But oh. it burns out half, you know, twice as bright, burns out, you know, half as quickly. It's like burning the candle on both ends. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Two purple, one red. Yes. Damn it. No black dye to remove, unfortunately. I have a thing that lets me remove black dye from the Skullduggery check, so I'm just going to say I did that to make myself feel better about... The impending doom. The impending yeah. doom. Yeah, that's a very good point. The black dust would have been all over it. I would have been all over it. Okay. Being very gentle not to muck things up. So that's three failures, two threats. And 
Plus. That's the second time I've rolled a blank on a yellow die today. It's a bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, three success. So that's cancels out. Uh, sorry, three advantages. Uh, one success. So I end up at two failures. I don't do it. So you don't. Yeah. Well, you're caught. Yeah. And, and and what was the advantage disadvantage? Uh, uh, neutral. So basically, she catches you trying trying to do it. And yeah. so all that happens is she probably feels it, and it's, we'll say it's after L has gone. Yeah. And you take your opportunity to do that, and then she just kind of snaps a hand down and just sort of grabs your hand for a second and turns to look at you and says, "Oh." She lets your hand go. Yeah. Does she read the note in front of him? She said, "She yeah, she'll take it yeah. and says like, let me." And she like reads it and says, <laughs> "Reads it to the whole night club. They all laugh at you." No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just say, "Well then, you know, you should be considered. You should be thankful that I was just leaving you a note and not, you know." Oh my Pulls God. out his vibro knife. You know, not this. <laughs> so the so the Gamorians oh. both go to reach for their vibro axes, and she just kind of puts up a finger as if to say, "No, stop." And she says, "Listen." <laughs> We can bang our chests all we want, but the fact of the matter is that you have earned the enmity now and recently, not only of Talco the Hut, but also Ziran Lud, and we share a network. And the head of that network has now fixed his eyes to you. And if you are not scared of me, then why would you be? And if you are not scared of Talco, on that one you should be more. And if you're not scared of Ziran, he is dangerous, but he is far away. You should be very scared of the head of our network. Trust me, I don't want any trouble. I am simply following orders. It is in your best interest to make sure that your mission is successful and you will be rewarded. Or you can keep doing stuff like this, she says holding up the note, and be reckless and die. A lot of people call me reckless. Uh, The last person who called me reckless and tried to claim my bounty has disappeared. Food for thought. I just get up and walk away. Okay, yeah, she'll just, she just sort of sits there, <laughs> stares at you. I can be very calm when the shit's on, but when there's no one else around, I'm like, ah! Oh, man, okay. And, and for now, you leave. Yeah, so, Nani just walks into the thing. I may have made things worse. Yeah, well, let's, so we'll cut first of all to L and you all in the ship. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.